I do think that it does make a difference. Like everybody kind of locks those budgets up or tightens up the belts a little because you you get people that hit the um, hit the news and do those the sky is falling reports. Like we've got a recession coming, and then about the time we all calm down and we get a little hopeful, some other CEO crawls out of the woodwork and says, "The sky is falling again. It's not this quarter. It's next quarter." Just kidding. <laughs> Makes me crazy. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess if you could uh, truly predict all that, you'd you'd make a lot of money and we'd have one reliable source, but unfortunately we don't. Yeah. That's not the business I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Jerry, I see um, you missed the memo today uh, for the show, the dress code. memo. It's, yes. brand, it's branded polo day. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right. I should have sent it earlier. I apologize. Larry, Larry ran and switched shirts a minute ago, right before we were live. Yeah. I'll send yours in the mail, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry yeah. has a million, a million <laughs> polos. <laughs> I need a, a couple more of those Crossroads shirts. That's what I need. We should have some made. We should do the new colors. These there are we go. The, the old red, black, and white. But we should do the the new colors. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna, we're going to talk about some fraud today. Are you ready to dive in, Larry? I'm ready. All right. Let's let's get going. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right, everybody, welcome to another. I can't, I just got a pop up that said I should join somebody else's podcast show that just started streaming. How dare they? How dare they broadcast at the same time as we do? Uh, I want to welcome everybody to the Recruiting Community Podcast. Uh, we do this weekly uh, where we bring in uh, TA leaders, uh, practitioners from the space, uh, friends, and work family. Uh, to talk about what's keeping them up at night and what they're working on. This is a live uh, live stream today, so we encourage you to join us. We're streaming on, on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitter, the LinkedIn. Uh, you can find it at cxr.works slash podcast. Uh, if you happen to be on a channel that's got a chat window, we're going to encourage you to go ahead and drop a question in there. Drop your LinkedIn profile in there. Do a little bit of networking and schmoozing. Tell us this thing's even working uh, and, and people are seeing what we're talking about. Uh, but we, we encourage you to join in uh, with our guests today. Uh, we do often uh, do a little little overlay on the screen, a little bottom third there uh, to throw your question up. So pay attention to your grammar. You don't want to embarrass yourself. Your mom might call and be upset and all that good stuff. So uh, with me today uh, as my co-host, partner in crime, and my spirit animal is Mr. Crispin. Mr. Crispin, well, how are you? I'm just fine. How about you? Good. It's good to see you today, Jerry. Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to share before we bring in Larry, we've done a, a shift recently on, on the CXR platform, on our community platform, and we've made a big, big shift in sort of how the content of the platform gets, gets developed, uh, or excuse me, gets delivered uh, and pushed out to members. And I have to say, uh, in my humble uh, but correct opinion, it's, it's kind of on fire. It, it, it not only is, but um, I really was... In, engaged this weekend. <laughs> I, I want to put it on the screen, but I can't because no. the, the, we have a mainstream. Imagine, if you will, um, a, a CXR version of sort of what your LinkedIn home screen looks like. So it's kind of looks like that uh, if you haven't seen it yet. 
Uh, and it's a feed in the middle of the activity in the community. So we have 4,000 members and alumni that are in this thing. Uh, and what I'm going to do, I've got, I have the screen up today. So the landing page today. So if you are logged in member, if you are alumni, uh, you're going to see a particular view. If you're a corporate member, you're going to see a particular view. I mean, so, so all of the permissions are sort of set up. So it's a little bit differently, but let me just share some of the conversation topics that are happening right now. And Jerry, you can chime in on these. So, uh, and I'm just going to go down. So for the, in the alumni group, uh, we have a video, we're talking about the AI dilemma. So there's a couple of podcasts and things that are shared in there because AI is obviously going to destroy the world. Uh, but there's some stuff shared in there. There is a post for corporate members where there's a discussion taking place for H2B visas for those that program there. Jerry, I saw you jumped in on that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a great thread on yellow versus gem. Uh, so we've got some folks going back and forth. This is in our corporate group talking about the um, the comparison of those CRM systems and what's going on with that. That's a fun conversation we're watching. There's a performance metrics piece for corporate members. Internal mobility timelines blew up uh, last week. That's a topic that was posted in the corporate member threads. Uh, a new one in corporate was uh, clawback ownership of sign-on bonuses. Uh, so if you happen to be, um, if you have me logged in and you're checking that out, be sure that you, uh, you give that a look, uh, referral bonuses for diversity hires has reemerged. So that was actually a content, uh, that was actually, I think about a year ago and has come back. Uh, and folks are talking about that. We have the importance of feedback, early career pipeline in manufacturing industry. So an operations, uh, conversation, high volume recruiting, uh, that has come in uh, for corporate chat GPT mega thread uh, is in there. Now we got people sharing what they're using from a prompting standpoint. We have a enough. Uh, I can't get through it. it. It's on fire. That's what I'm saying. Uh, C2C companies posting as candidates on indeed that, that works well today with Larry. We're going to bring him in and talk a little bit about that. Some fraud aspects. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's at CXR.works. Once, once you're logged in, uh, and we think you're going to like it. You can easily post a question in your community. Uh, and it's just, just a wonderful update. And it's great to see everybody lean, leaning back into the platform online. It's good stuff. Yeah, All right. Stuff. So with that, uh, we're going to bring in our uh, superstar of the hour. There he is, Mr. Larry Nash. Larry, how are you? Hey, good day, Chris and Jerry. Great to be here. Good to see you, sir. Now, Larry, for those who maybe don't know who Larry Nash is, uh, you want to kind of give us that escalator pitch of, of who you are. Give us a little bit of your background. I mean, we can look you up on LinkedIn and see EY for 20 years, Arthur Anderson for 12 years. Like we get that, but give us a little bit of meat on the bone uh, about who, who is Larry and why should we be listening to you today? Yeah, that's a deep question, Chris. Who am I? Um, <laughs> as deep as it gets on your Larry. Deep, yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, I've been at EY for 20 years. I have the privilege of leading our uh, U.S. and America's talent acquisition team, uh, which has been a true honor. We have an incredibly gifted team of recruiters, and we have the privilege of uh, selling the EY brand and selling a great uh, amount of opportunities for people. Um, I've been, uh, I guess, maybe one fun fact you mentioned, I was at Arthur Anderson before EY, and prior to Arthur Anderson, I was at Price Waterhouse. So I've spent my whole 30 plus career in professional services, uh, Chris and Jerry. So I'm either very consistent or boring. I don't know, depending on who you ask, but being in professional services, there's just a great deal of energy and innovation. And uh, I loved uh, being in this industry for so long. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
originally from uh, the New York area and have three uh, beautiful young daughters who, um, as I uh, shared with you earlier, I am their favorite chauffeur these days, wherever they want to go. Uber daddy, that's what you are. <laughs> yeah. Or Lyft daddy. Would Lyft daddy be better than Uber daddy? Uh, yeah, I, depends on the day, maybe. That might be. I might be. So quick shout out Tanisha uh, and Carrie. Good morning. I think we threw that up when we were we were coming in up on the screen. But uh, good morning to you, too. Thanks for joining the show and saying hello. Uh, so, Larry, we're going to talk about uh, recruiting fraud. And so I have to say, uh, when I hear the phrase recruiting fraud, I think fraudulent recruiter. But that's not it's not actually the topic today. Right. We're, we're talking. Well, we, it could be. It could kind of be, actually, when you think about how the equation works. But can you can you tell us what that means to you? Because you had a post on LinkedIn and we reached out because we think this this comes up from time to time uh, and, and, and has been accelerating. So you want to kind of give us your take on the, the sort of the lay of the land for this? Yeah. Yeah. And by no means am I an expert on on uh, recruitment fraud, whether it's how to do it or how to avoid it. Uh, but I, I did a post because at, we've been seeing such an increase of uh, job seekers coming to us with complaints about fictitious jobs that they were offered at EY that obviously weren't real jobs. And they were communicating with who they thought were real people who worked at EY. And these schemes um, you know, can be very elaborate from uh, what looks like real text messages to video interviews um, to obviously offer letters. So we were concerned because the number of people coming to us has increased. And as I and my team have done some more research, it's, it is pretty extraordinary what the increase has been. So since 2019, we've seen a a hundred percent increase in the number of fraud cases that are reported. I think there's a lot more that aren't reported. So to give you an idea about almost 30,000 job scans were reported to the Federal Trade Commission last year. Average loss to vigil of $2,000. So it's okay. incredible, right? If you're a victim... <laughs> So that's that. I think that's staggering, Larry. Like thirty thousand. But can you talk a little bit about like how on earth, right? How on earth am I losing any money as a candidate? Like what what's happening on that that front? What should candidates be aware of? Yeah, yeah. So this is the this is really what compelled me to write a post about this. Chris is here are job seekers who you know, variety of personal circumstances. Maybe they've been out of work for a while or they need to make more money or whatever the circumstance is, but they get contacted or respond to this ad and they think it's legitimate. And then often what is happening is, well, then please, I need you to provide personal information. I need you to provide your bank account, your social security number. Um, I need you to lay out money for a computer and we'll reimburse you. Um, so some of these things, because the offer letter and the processes seem legitimate, people, you know, unfortunately are falling for. And I think that's, it's horrible. And when, the, when they start to see that maybe it was a fraud, 
and let's say it was for a EY job, that's when we start hearing about it. And, you know, there's nothing we could do other than help them, you know, report it to the FTC, the Better Business Bureau, even the FBI has a, a center that investigates some of these uh, sophisticated crimes. So the more, to me, Chris and Jerry, the more we can educate job seekers, you know, and, and, and inform them of the due diligence they could do of the, of the red flags that me, that may be there, then they could avoid this, uh, obviously avoid the financial loss and any other just heartbreaking aspect that can come out of a job they thought they were going to have. So, so, oh, go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, I was going to say, so first of all, I didn't realize the scale was that high. So that, that's, that uh, surprises me. Uh, and I'm going, oh, well, I, I like being surprised in some respects. In other cases, I'm going, oh, my God, that's a bad surprise. The, <laughs> do you then look at how I can, on my website, um, inform candidates that if, if in, that EY doesn't ask for money in any respect at any step of the way, we never ask for your Social Security demo until after you're hired and on board or you know, those kinds of things, because there still are companies that do, in fact, ask for your social security number as part of their application, which I think is awful. But but um, I think we all need to be able to um, put that information or more of us should be putting that information on our websites. Jerry, you're exactly right. So as we started to see this increase, we we. Um... Once when as as it was happening, we'd be putting more posts on LinkedIn just to spread it out to the network. And then uh, a few months ago, we've added uh, some education for job seekers and explains all the things. What what is it? How can you avoid it? If you think you're a victim of it, here's places to report it. And here's what we as EY do and don't do. And as we researched uh, the wording. I mean, if you just Google recruitment frauds and look, there are so many organizations who are putting that on their websites, which Good. is terrific. So I do think it's happening more and more. And and if an organization doesn't yet have it on, I do think, it, as you're suggesting, it's a really good idea to include. Well, and I think we have a responsibility to tell our members as well. Um, and obviously, this conversation is will be helpful in doing that. So that's great. It, it, it's, it seems to me it's just another um, audience for what what we have just grown accustomed to, and that's email like the email phishing scams, right? We, we now know if we get something in our email, because we've been conditioned for years and years and years, if we get something in our email that says, go here to pay your bill, we know to just not click on that, but go directly in, well, most of us know, directly in our browser. And we expect that for bank Right. For, for bank information and for, you know, things that are tied directly to us financially. I think a lot of people still don't expect that for employment. Like it's, it's, it's almost like a different channel on your brain. The dial's just a little bit to the left and you're not expecting to be conned for, for a job. Well, exactly. It's, it's, it's a great analogy, Chris. And that's why you can be diligent, right? If, if the, um, what, what, what I've seen in unpacking some of the instances we've seen is, It'll say our name and it'll even have our brand and logo, but it's from a personal email address, not the company email address. So that's a red flag for any phishing scheme. 
that's where we could be uh, diligent. If you're not applying directly to the company website, right, and somebody sent you a link, I think that's another red flag, right? Every company has their jobs posted on their website. So if you're unsure, look at their website for it. Unfortunately, they do make these these uh, jobs can make it out to job boards, right? It's hard to police everything. Uh, so at times, Chris, they may think this looks legitimate. It's on, you know, this job board, but it doesn't take them to the company site. It takes them somewhere else. So you got to be if sometimes if it looks too good, <laughs> feels too good, maybe you ought to check a little bit more on it. And they are becoming much more sophisticated. I would suspect that these personal notes that you've looked at probably look a lot better than they might have three or four years ago where, you know, they don't articulate very well. Now, now that, you know, punctuation is done well, the, the, the argument is, is made clearly and all of those kinds of things. So I've noticed uh, a significant increase in the scams that come my way and apparently I get a few of them myself. It's not just for jobs. <laughs> no, it's not. And yeah, it is sophisticated. And and oftentimes they're saying they're a, a legitimate employee of your company. So if you look up that person's name, you will see them. But it's not necessarily that person that that is reaching out. So you you've you've got to pay close attention to this. And, and Jerry, I, I I don't have enough research to see. Like, where is it more commonly occurring? Because uh, I don't, I think it more, it's occurring more in remote work jobs at times with also maybe more on the administrative level, but those are just the ones I've seen. It really could be in any job category. Well, you're global. So so obviously you, you would see them across a, a, a big geographic range in terms of how they're being done. I think that's an issue. I do think uh, we I've seen a lot at the um, at lower levels. Um, they don't make as much money, so it may not be two thousand uh, bucks. But I remember in one of the previous efforts, a number of hotels, for example, were <laughs> there were people showing up expecting to start that day at a given hotel and and they had they had bought something i don't know something that related to uh clothes or whatever that would be available for them when they got there and so they were coming in expect to be onboarded and and the numbers were pretty large and so there's I, i i think it's it's where the scams think they're getting the most bang for their buck um, in terms of how they're setting it up. And obviously they are getting more sophisticated. It, and they're, and I think they're different kinds of scams too. So when, so earlier I said fraudulent recruiter. So as a reminder, we're, we're, we have a live chat. So if you've got a fun story or horror story that you want to drop in there, drop in there, but we just got, so Pete Bugnato, who's an alumni member of ours wrote in that, um, uh, about five weeks ago, this is this is him. I reported to Indeed uh, that I had reached out to a candidate on their platform, but instead of receiving a reply from the candidate, an agency reached out to me asking if I was open to C2C opportunities for that role. And so when he reached out to Indeed, he said nothing came of it. I uh, said basically they said they would quote log it, and that that was their their actual suggestion was, you know, don't don't talk to that third party recruiter, but. 
we're also seeing, I guess, in the, in a desperate time, you've got folks in sort of trying to play the system uh, on that end also and, and work some sort of deal uh, with the organization to hire the talent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Chris, you mentioned uh, earlier about um, AI, ChatGPT, right? The, those tools and that capabilities are only going to make it more sophisticated. So it's going to require, I think, a, a greater deal of due diligence on a job seeker's part to make sure they're looking at the email address, obviously avoid any upfront financial payments, check it out, check out if a, if a name is used, I mean, really call into the company to see if that person works there and, and just have have your guard up a little bit more so you don't get taken in by by this. That email address uh, hit me um, just about a month ago. I'm active with my uh, college professional, you know, the alumni association. So from a professional point of view, I'm doing some work on some projects. And the head of the alumni association sent me a note saying that we wanted to do something to improve our ability to support veterans who are alumni. And would I, would I head up a project? And I said, well, I'll talk about it. You know, let me know what you need. So I responded immediately, not thinking anything. It sounded really, you know, appropriate. And, and I, and what I got back was this, this thing that, uh, why don't I take out, uh, from Wegmans and, uh, Walmart and, uh, Target, <clears throat> uh, various, um, debit cards or whatever the hell it was. And then, and then send, send this person the, or send the head of the alumni association, the, the numbers so that we could, we could help the veterans. And I'm going, that sounds stupid. What, <laughs> what in God's name are you asking me to do? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's what I'm thinking. And mm -hmm. then I looked at the, at the email address and it clearly was some kind of weird shit. And I'm going, oh, you know, it was, it's in a way it's embarrassing. But then, then I sent a note to him that the actual head of the alumni association, I said, I don't know how they're doing this, but I, uh, you need to look into this because there's a lot of volunteers who are my age out there and and i may be slow but there are some well, are any age just, than me. just moving quickly through the emails here's one we've got one in chat i have not heard of this yet this just came up we're not getting whoever you are i apologize is not actually showing me your name uh it says there were a lot of scams last year with links that were taking over your linkedin recruiter had someone uh, take over on accident and sent over two hundred wow. in mails. Wow, that's not, so they are they are getting a little or or sure they did, uh, but they are, they are actually getting uh, like pretty pretty advanced. Yeah, Jerry, going back to your point, um, right? So looking at the email, right? That's an easy thing to see if it's if it's yeah. not the company email address. But many organizations will offer training on how to spot phishing and things that are not right. But not everybody has access to that. Right. And that's what's hard. So a lot, and again, a lot of these things look really legitimate. So the, the FTC has a, a section on their website called job scams. And it has a lot of information on what they are, types of it, and um, things to do to avoid it. So if you don't have access to some of this learning on how to spot it, 
that's a great resource to use. Cool. Yeah, I'll pull this up. It, it is kind of an interesting, um, well, yeah, why would it be an easy URL to paste in? Anyway, just just Google FTC jo job scams. Uh, you know, it's third link down uh, that comes up. But it, Larry, it does pose the same challenge that when, when I was a practitioner and we would have waves of this come in, your, your hands are kind of tied because you, you only control the property, the real estate that you can control. So you can put a notice on your website, which is what we did. I think that's kind of futile. Uh, you know, what that's going to do is catch some complainers that come in and it does draw a message that you take it seriously. But I don't know that that I don't know that that actually curtails any of that activity. I mean, do, do you do you think well, that's active? Is there something else you could be doing as an organization? All of us? Yeah, I I, well, I think things like this. Now, this this podcast is probably going more to the TA space. So not to the job seekers who really need that education, Chris, but I think the more we as a community can educate candidates and job seekers on the fact that this is out there and yep. what they can do to avoid it or spot it, I think is is something we all have a responsibility for. So, so podcasts like this help, posts like this help, messaging about the FTC stuff helps. But yeah, I, I don't think it's it's there's no simple way that you're going to stop this. Yeah, it's not gonna be simple, but it just it occurs to me that collectively we as employers, let's say, so the EYs of the world, the Amazons of the world, whatever, should also be um, trying to influence where you post. So for example, you know, you're writing checks to a number of Indeeds and other organizations and and some of these scams are are because of posts that may be fraudulently put onto other job boards, if you will. That's how the candidates are seeing them. They've got to be seeing them somewhere. So if I'm if I'm a scam artist, I'm going to try to manipulate my ability to get my posts out there. And then when when stuff comes back, that's when I'm dealing with that. So it seems we should be influencing collectively our, our uh, partners, if you will, to uh, to do some of that that work as well. And I suspect there is some, there are some job boards that are offering some of those things. Yeah, and I do I do think uh, indeed LinkedIn, all of them uh, certainly are in the know because they're hearing a lot of these complaints, and uh, and I think they are reviewing their processes but it's 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 hard to be perfect in this space but i think jerry they're uh, they're swimming in the boat with us on this yeah and it looks like we have uh in in the chat a little yeah. bit of information about what indeed is doing which is great yeah pete pete came back full disclosure good to see you pete uh came back said quick update on the profiles on indeed they did escalate it recently they're investigating how to prevent this as we've now had a number of our sourcers report the same type of c2c response as he experienced, uh, also says, oh, <laughs> so many times. Hold on, it jumped off my screen. Uh, there we go. Experience. We've identified three company agencies who've been involved who are taking their employees uh, who are W2'd with them and posting them on Indeed. Uh, fascinating uh, to, to try. Yeah, interesting. Take the, to post them on Indeed to try to market their contractors. Really, really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, there's another one and another one in here. One more. I'll just share one of the companies I've been almost scammed by. I caught simply by a missing letter in the email address. 
another sent me their banking information for me to pay my credit card debt as a benefit to me uh, as a new employee. I refused the money. She literally got upset with me. How, da how dare you not, not fall for my fraud? <laughs> Uh, for those for those who are listening, not watching, we do have the FTC, uh, FTC job scams info. I put the URL up consumer.ftc.gov slash articles slash job dash scams. Now, that really ugly URL uh, has me thinking, I wonder if there were a collaborative sort of a concerted effort by employers to just tackle from an SEO standpoint and all create a scam page that refers people back to FTC or some sort of disclaimer paid, like a, like on a front to just sort of tackle that. I don't I don't know how you'd optimize it so candidates would find it more easily. But um, that I mean, again, is it is it futile because we don't we don't control the real estate we don't control? I don't know. Yeah, I, Chris, I don't think there's any bad ideas here. I, I I don't know the answer. I just know, right? What what can we do? What can we control? And we can control making this more known and being out there talking about it and what to do and what how to avoid it cool yeah. well look we applaud you are you are a champion in the space larry and we really <laughs> applaud you sort of le leaning in on this and and helping to raise awareness i think it's great uh we'll, we'll post in the member and alumni forums if anybody's got some ideas on the topic i think i think pete has started that in the thread uh, so we can of course add to that I, I i think it would be fun for the the industry to stand something up I just the pessimist in me wonders like how can we make a difference other than you know yelling into the abyss uh ho and hoping everybody hears cool yeah. i think it's important though for all of us to realize that the the problem it may be periodic in terms of its up and down but but at various points it's pretty substantial uh in terms of what's happening out there so i I, you know, I applaud the fact that uh, it, periodically we need to discuss it. Yeah. 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 Good call out by Carrie Newen. Uh, we've got one more I'll share too. We worked with legal regularly with scams at CVS. Always to encourage candidate to report if they had any doubt. Good call out, Carrie. I mean, putting something as a reminder that, you know, th this is an official email. If in doubt, click here. Like if you don't see this statement on any of our communications could be fraud. I mean, that's great idea. We got another one uh, from Monique. Good to see you in here, Monique. Greetings all. Another concern working with early talent and university students for internships. Many were scammed with application process because they were unaware. We created a presentation to partner with the Career Services Office for them. That's great. Yeah, NACE obviously should be aware of some of those. Sure. sure. Good stuff. All right. Well, look, I want to wrap there because we I mean, we promise these are usually going to be about 20 minutes. And I want to share a couple of events that are coming up that uh, Jerry and I are going to be at. Uh, Larry, want, hang out with us. Don't go. I'm not going to kick you into the green room yet. So hang out with <laughs> okay, us. I'm here. We're talking about upcoming events. Uh, OK, so we'll just do April really quickly. Uh, I want to remind everybody, Jerry and I will be at Unleash America. Uh, I've pulled it up on the screen April 26th and 27th. That's at the Caesars Forum. It's in Las Vegas. This is one of our favorite events. Well, I'll speak for myself, Jerry. You, you speak for yourself. This is one of my favorite events. Mark Coleman and that team just does an amazing job uh, with this. They've just, it's really been fun to sort of see them uh, evolve the last number of years. And then, of course, the pandemic just turned everything upside down and they're back. Uh, so this will be a fun one. Uh, I have a panel on uh, TA transformation that I am super excited about. 
Uh, we've got some some powerhouses on that panel. Jerry, I think you are helping with some um, judging. I think, yeah, for the for the startup. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna take a look at a few technology tools. All right. Good stuff. It's a sweet spot. It's a sweet spot for you. Uh, and if you're going to be at that, Jerry, and I'd like to invite you, if you're a listener uh, to the CXR, we're doing a cocktail thing uh, on Tuesday night. Nothing fancy. A couple of hours. Uh, open bar. Uh, come and join us. So you can find that. You can find all that, uh, the events and the details in that and uh, RSVP for the for the invite only event. Uh, you can do that out at CXR.works. Uh, additionally, in May, I'll just jump ahead a little bit. We have the Empower HR Talent Acquisition event uh, that's in Phoenix. That's by HR.com. We're excited about that. We're going to be facilitating a number of roundtables. And if uh, I'm going to tell you, I was just going through, so there's about a dozen or so uh, roundtables. Some of the topics that are kind of interesting to me that we're going to be facilitating. How to minimize dependency on LinkedIn. We're not supposed to say that. Chat GPT uh, and show to how, to how to use Chat GPT to personalize uh, the candidate experience. Uh, there were three more that stood out how to build internal mobility programs. That is a hot one within the CXR community that keeps coming back. Uh, sourcing rules of engagement, uh, which was a fun thread. I think we had about 30 responses on the thread. We did a complete hour dedicated to that online uh, last week. I'm sure that's going to come back uh, with a follow up. Uh, and then recruiting function efficiencies. A lot of people uh, right now trying to reinvent some of these strategies as we sort of find our new norms. So, so I'm telling you, there are dozens of these roundtable topics. If you're interested uh, in maybe co-facilitating or helping with just one of those roundtables and you want to join us out at Phoenix, let Jerry and I know. Uh, we, we might have a hookup for you. We might be able to help you out. Uh, come out and, and chime in on those tables. Jerry, am I missing anything? Nope. I think you got it. Oh, yes. I'm taking a dozen folks to Israel in two weeks. There it is. <laughs> and uh, and it's already set, you know, so you can't kind of join it at this point. Uh, but 12 uh, CHROs and TA leaders uh, are going to just, we do this every year, different country, same issue. We want to see university professors, students, uh, the government, uh, and and meet with employers to find out how they uh, engage in that country. And I'm always, it's always a great learning stepping outside the box and then going, Oh my God, I can't believe they do this here. You know, that kind of thing. Well, you've done Cuba, Japan, is this uh, third India, China, yeah. Brazil, uh, uh, Czech Republic, Hungary. Yeah. Been a lot of places. Yeah. We need to get you more. One of your hats should be a Carmen San Diego hat. <laughs> I, I just I just love the idea of stepping outside the box uh, in these different countries and realizing that culture defines uh, recruiting in many yeah. respects. Yeah, 100 percent. Well, and I love the I did the the, the Japan trip with you. Yeah. Uh, Life changing for me. Really, really, really. What well, sounds dramatic, but it was. Uh, and to literally go and live in uh, the homes of some farmers uh some people like, like, like yeah to completely embed yourself in the culture and then the next day go talk to 50 graduate students who are or this concept of lifetime employment like just, if you haven't if you haven't it's probably too late to go to israel with jerry but you need to talk to jerry about this. next year pick another country i don't know ireland or vietnam <laughs> what, vietnam okay all right uh, I think we can go to Ireland anyway. We should have fun with that. Uh, one last call out. And we'll let everybody go. Uh, we have May 22nd and 24th. We have our in-person operations meeting. We are going to open up that meeting. You know, normally these are members only. We're going to open it up for three alumni members. 
So if you're an alumni member and you would like to come to the talent operations meeting, and, and obviously you're still enrolled, we're not looking for a retiree, we're not looking for somebody necessarily who's on the hunt, but we're looking for somebody who's still in the space, still doing the work, or recently still in the space doing the work, and you think that you should be one of those three folks we're going to pull into those closed door session, let us know. It's May 22nd and 24th. We're going to be at Train Technologies Headquarters. I'm super excited about that. You know where to reach us. It's just at CXR.Works. All right, Larry, any, any, anything you want to take us out with? No, just uh, Chris and Jerry, really appreciate you creating this forum and continuing to raise awareness. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation and, and some of the examples that we saw in the chat. And uh, Jerry, want to wish you a wonderful trip to Israel. And cool. uh, that sounds really exciting. Look forward to the debrief. You got it. Good stuff. Well, thanks for joining us. Like I said, you are a king among men. Uh, keep pushing this. And if you've got updates, let us know. We'll, we'll be sure to share them with the community at large. Okay, we'll do. Good stuff, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.